0: to the podcast tell us what you really think where sean and anthony basically just tell you what we really think we cover all things property finance and technology and we are brought to you by www.ratetracker.com.au anthony welcome back to the podcast thank you kindly it is official um the uh the r b a first rate rise in what was it a decade eleven twelve years juicy yeah. juicy times mm. um it's official the the, the cab's left the rank we'll see what happens in the in the next few months um yeah for sure you know there's a there's a there's a bit going on, but what we need to what we need to be mindful of and focus on is uh is the, is the actual facts as we know yep don't get too caught up in the, uh, in, in the media's narrative around it all, just uh, mind your own person and, and keep pushing on. So what are we going to be talking about today to um, shine a
1: light on a few things, both positive and negative in the, in the property space? What are the hot topics? Yeah, for sure. So we're going to do it a little bit differently this time. We're going to actually focus on one topic over the duration of the uh, episode, and it's something um, that we deal with day to day. It's definitely evolved over the years. Um, and the age-old uh, debate: What's better to invest in, residential or commercial property? Wow! Mm, so it's a, it's definitely evolved and changed. Which, um, yeah, looking forward to, I guess, debunking it all. And
0: yeah, definitely. Before we before we go into uh, Australia's property update, the boom or gloom mm. segment. Yep. What's with commercial property? What's your opinion on it? Like it, it, when you say it's evolved. It's mm. evolved. It's come from when I, when I was younger, um, I always thought commercial property was something that older people did, older business people did, older business owners, like the yes. you know, the mechanic down the road owned his workshop mm-hmm. or the, um, the, the shopkeeper at the milk bar owned the milk bar, and that was just them. Everyone else yeah. just owned houses. Mm. What was your perception of it?
1: In yeah, the definitely. It's like uh, it was always that sophisticated investor or the people with a lot of money or um, those business owners that needed to, yeah, run their own business out of. Yeah. And it was really um, outside of the reach of your mum and dads mm. and, and your everyday investors that were typically looking residential as being the only type of asset class that you invest in property. Yeah. And not seeing commercial as a, as a viable option. And there's a few reasons why. Mm. But it's um, – and that's where it's definitely evolved.
0: Yeah, yeah. I always thought that it had to have utility. Like if you're
1: going to buy a commercial property, you needed to use it. Yeah. Um, it's just completely yeah. not the case. Um, and there's a lot of different rules and regulations around both asset classes. And that's, uh, that's what we'll go through today as well. Yeah, beauty. Look forward to it. Um, first off, uh, start of every episode, we will go through Australia's
0: property update. Boom or gloom? How are we looking?
1: Yeah. So, interesting times. As you mentioned, rates are, uh, have gone up and for the first time in a while. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because it definitely affects people's um, perception of everything. Mm. And probably media 11 or 12 years ago weren't as frantic and uh, confronting as what they are now yeah. with everyone. Whereas and back and then
0: the, the speed in which they can spread news is obviously a lot faster. You used to have to be paying attention at 6 o'clock news to get that information. Yeah,
1: now you can just open up the So phone. Even a decade
0: <laughs> ago, like, Facebook wasn't seen as a, as a, as a media yeah. um, tool. It, yes. was, it was a social network. So, even when the rates were rising back in, you know, from the GFC through to 2010, 2012. Yeah. it wasn't, other than the news and the newspapers. No. You didn't get your information smashed into your face 1,400 times a day through yeah. the
1: 14 social media platforms <laughs> that you use. Yeah, I remember starting off in the industry then and it was just, yeah, rates are going up and that's all you yeah. knew. And, okay, is that what's happening? And, uh, but, yeah, so what's happening in the property market, it's definitely um, pegged it back a little bit. So, what's, what we're seeing now is auction clearance rates reducing I did see that yeah hmm. so so they did peak um, so the same time last year um, was about 74 75 percent mm-hmm. clearance rates now that's dropping down to low 60s mm-hmm. so I believe Melbourne uh, 40 uh, 64 point six percent Mm-hmm. and overall, um, and then there was a revised figure down to 63%. So that's down by over 10%. So there's definitely... So um, let's, let's break that down, and I
0: know it's going to sound really simple to, to a lot of people that are that are uh, really pro-property and, and follow it a lot, but let's... So the clearance rates, let's assuming 1,000 properties hit the market mm-hmm. and go up for auction on the weekend. Um, how many were taken to auction in Melbourne? Uh, yep, 895. And how many were taken to auction this time last year?
1: 1,290. So okay. The, so the volume is down? Yep, massively. Yeah. That, that's a big
0: jump. And then that oh, means... Oh, sorry,
1: sorry, 1,400 last year.
0: 1,400 last so, year, yes. 1,290... Oh, yeah, last and, week. Yeah. Shit. So, so people's, um, and, and let's assume they're going the, a four week um, advertising campaign and everything. Yeah. So, let's say the numbers, are, the numbers are down heaps, and of
1: those, only just over effectively half the people are getting the results they want. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's, um, that's uh, yeah, telltale signs that, that yeah, the market's coming up. It'll be off interesting to see what happened with those properties a week later. How many went out and renegotiated with the top bidders? Or Which we're seeing a lot of. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of clients that go to auction and buy after the fact, so yep. that probably doesn't reflect in that. Yeah, but still that frantic uh volume. No one's and got the balls auction. to put their hands up on the yeah. day because they, yeah, they. And
0: and look, I'm I'm pro that. I like yeah. it because it means our buyers can take a step back, watch it get passed yeah. in, and then uh, and go in and, and start a reasonable price. Start to name their price as opposed to being up against you know. Five or six different hands.
1: Mm. Yep, for sure.
0: Very, very good. Um looking at uh looking at the uh statistics just on the, the capital cities as far as um uh growth goes, we did also see that we are effectively at parity. So yep. it, it, I think last month was the first month that was um below uh, I think point five percent growth. Mm-hmm. So it'll be yep. interesting to see next month whether or not we do get a, a growth, um, yes. a, a, a positive figure or a negative. I reckon it's going to be the first
1: negative simply because of those auction clearance results. Yeah. And it just uh, lastly, just say it's interesting to see Canberra and Adelaide are the best performing auction result uh, cities. Mm. Adelaide, 81%. Adelaide's Yeah, Adelaide's humming. Canberra, 75%. And we, we've got a lot of exposure into Canberra with our clients. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really flying. And then you, you're looking at something like Sydney down to sort of 58% clearance rates. Yeah. So yeah, sucks That's shit, Sydney. <laughs> oh, they've had massive. They've had massive growth
0: for um, a very long time. Canberra's a funny one too because you can find, you can still find some cheap property in Canberra. Yes. But at the same time, they've got like their their market is so diverse. You can still find first mm. home buyers buying properties at five fifty six hundred. dollars yep. And then you've got the other. Pockets where you can't buy anything under $4, four million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Definitely a, around. It's an interesting real. city. But mm. let's jump into the, jump into the topic of commercial versus residential, how it's changed. Um, what's the, what's the, the major difference between
1: the two asset classes? Yeah, so just breaking it down, um, I guess comparing them and, and the pros and cons. So typically residential um, has a lower rental income based on the asset value which is called the yield, mm-hmm. um, than commercial. But historically, residential has had better growth over time. Right. So you, you earn less income, but you have better growth. Yeah. Whereas commercial, better, better income based on the asset value, not as much growth, but typically tenants... Are actually in the property for longer mm-hmm. than residential properties. So residential properties like twelve month lease terms, mm-hmm. and they typically last one cycle. And they can exit really easily, too easily. Now these they days. can just walk, I pretty think. much. Yeah. Just throw the keys in. Yeah. Whereas commercial, you're getting tenants of you know three, four, five years, ten years. I remember
0: chatting to the guys uh, in the commercial leasing team at CBRE, and they were saying that now the leasing terms are getting, they're getting, um, they're getting more flexible. However, they are now doing, rather than signing up for 10-year terms, they're doing a lot more, um, say, two by two by two by two by two. So, it's 10-year terms with two-year review periods, which also helps the property owner because back when they used to have a 10-year term... You set the price. You don't know what the price of the rental is going to be in 10 years. Correct. So now all those old leases are coming off and now the the owner of the commercial property, they can review their terms more frequently. Yes. You don't have to go into bed with a tenant, which is great. Yes. You can have a really strong long-term tenant, but you weren't weren't allowed to review terms. You just got your CPI increases. You're just stuck in it. So that's good that they can now Mm. get a little bit. And maybe that will change what you're
1: talking about there with the rental yields being, Mm. being even stronger for commercial. Yes. Yeah, so, the, you know, you're looking at commercial, you're going to get a return um, anywhere between, call it 5% to 8%, mm-hmm. call it, um, but <laughs> some of those have been comp- compressed in recent times. So, again, let's just put that in real in, in yeah. real simple terms. Million dollar property for round figures,
0: you're earning 50 to 80 grand in commercial. Yeah, Million dollar property in residential, you could be earning anywhere from 20 to 40,000, so it's, you know, less yep. than half
1: yeah. of the income. Yeah, yeah, and, th- and that—that—that's at a very high level, basic uh, assessment mm. of of those asset classes. Very
0: good. Um, commercial interest rates, also, why uh, I think we'll, we'll probably cover it in a little bit more depth. But the commercial interest rates now aren't very different yeah. to residential. Pretty much the same. They used to be a lot higher.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Come down. Over, the, over the history of time, yeah, they used to be a percent or two higher. Um, yeah, so it's, it's pretty much similar rates with the banks. Uh, very
0: good, very good. Um, give us a um, give us a, a rundown of how you would sort of set up that that um, funding mm. position for a residential versus a
1: commercial facility. Yeah, sure. So with residential and commercial, they're actually quite similar terms now. But so j- just to give you an example, so with residential property, you can borrow up to ninety percent, but typically most of our clients. Borrow eighty percent of the value, so mm-hmm. if it's worth a million bucks, they're borrowing eight hundred thousand. Um, and interest rates typically at the moment starting from around two and a half percent after the rise. Yep. After the rise, and the loan term and the repayments are calculated based on thirty years. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the, the the metrics for a residential loan. Yep. Now commercial loans, what they used to be was only a fifteen year loan term. Mm-hmm. Um, you sh- you could borrow only seventy percent, mm-hmm. so you'd need a thirty percent deposit, and the interest rate would typically be at roughly a percent higher. Therefore, it'd make it really hard from a cash flow and a deposit point of view mm. to make it work because the repayments are going to be higher, and um, the the actual amount of funds you need is going to be a lot more. Mm. So maybe that was the they were the that was pushing everyone out, and that was up up space. until about the last three or four years. Yep. But interestingly now, commercials fall in line with residential. So it is a 30-year loan term you can achieve with commercial. You can get interest only, so just pay the interest. It's, typ- it's the same as a residential investment property. Yep. Most clients do it interest only, whereas it used to be 15 years t- and principal and interest. Mm-hmm. And you can borrow 80% now for commercial, which is phenomenal. Mm. And it's got similar terms as a home loan. Yeah, that's um and I think that that's probably
0: that probably removes a lot of those um barriers given that everyone used to I think you used to have to review your commercial loans as well yeah. every 2 to 3 years you had to send in new financials and you had to send in new documents. Yeah. Now they're set and forget. Yes. So you can just you you set up the loan 30 years no worries, make your payments and no one will you come don't. back and hassle you. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a lot more attractive. Um Looking at the, the growth side of things that we were talking about before, <clears throat> there's there's an enormous amount of factors that comes into it, right? You can have a commercial property. If you had a bought a commercial property in Dandenong 10 years ago, yeah. you probably would have got more growth than you would have in, your, in a residential property. Yeah. However, if you bought a commercial property in uh, Broken Hill, yes, you know, middle of Australia somewhere, you probably yes. haven't seen much movement in that 10 years. So yes. th- it's too difficult to say, all right, resi commercial side by side
1: from a, from a growth from point, a growth yeah, it's point it's of view it's too hard there's, it's there's too many, hard.
0: many variables depending on where you buy what you buy yeah. who, you, who your tenants Agree. are what's happening in the lo- uh, local area um, is there a massive push f- to, to create business hubs like in Frankston the Dandenong they've mm. now got massive business hubs like the satellite areas yeah like satellite CBDs yeah. um, you know the people that were lucky enough to buy commercial properties in those areas in, in a, a decade or two ago yeah, they're going to they're gonna, um, do really well out of those, those spots yeah for sure Give us a rundown of how the um, – like. give us real terms of a nice,
1: clean example of what it would look like to, to buy a commercial property now. Mm. Yeah, so putting them side by side and going back to that analogy of a, of a million-dollar purchase, um, both scenarios now you, you need a deposit of 260000 Cover stamp a, duty everything. Yeah, 20% deposit and stamps. Mm-hmm. But then when, you, when you're looking at some of the other metrics, um, residential income – on that property, and and I've gone on the midpoint mm-hmm. of that um, of the residential income of thirty thousand dollars a year, which is three percent, three percent. But commercial, I've actually gone to the bottom end, which is fifty thousand, which is five percent. Yep. Um, so therefore, you twenty grand up mm-hmm. in income mm-hmm. per year on the property. So the interest costs they used to be different, but now they're pretty much the same. So mm-hmm. we'll just say they're the same. Mm-hmm. But then, in terms of expenses. This is where it gets interesting because with the residential property, the landlord has to pay all the outgoings, or the expenses, not so much the utilities, but stuff like um, rates, uh, maintenance, and... Insurances. T- insurances. So typically we've used a figure of about $4,000 mm-hmm. on that, whereas on the commercial side of things, it's actually all paid by the tenant. All the outgoings are paid by the tenant, including rates, <laughs> including insurances... Land tax? Land tax, yes. Land tax as well. Yep. Okay, so it's a, it's a
0: no-brainer that anyone who maybe has a home and a, and a residential investment property should probably be looking at diversifying into some sort of commercial asset. One of the things, <clears throat> looking at those numbers, that is uh, hand over fist a better solution looking at commercial property is the fact that you could pay principal and interest and the mm-hmm. rent would cover the repayments. It probably would. So if you held yeah. it for 15, 20, 30 years, whatever it might be, you could, you could pay that loan back entirely and then have a, have a cash cow set up for your retirement as opposed to a residential property where, A, it's still more labour intensive, uh, more expensive to, to hold. And you can probably only... I mean, obviously, we've had record, rate low, uh, record low rates. Yeah. But you can't afford principal and interest repayments on an investment loan on residential rent alone. Correct. Not, a not very, very few work unless yeah. you're probably at 60 or below percent. Now, the commercial space, you can probably get an 80% commercial loan to
1: cover the, the rental income or cover the entire repayment on a principal and interest basis. For sure. mad not to pay that off. Well, yeah, if, you, if you're getting returns of 5% commercial property and you're paying a, a, a commercial investment loan of three and a half, call it three, three and a half percent, then yeah, it's more than the income. Yeah. Uh, the income's more than the, the interest, so you're going to be ahead of you know. We, we've done calculations about twenty five grand here in mm. this scenario with with commercial um, property. Um, anything you can think of in the commercial space, or anything you've
0: seen that you would tell people to be wary of with commercials, commercial property
1: investment? Yeah, commercial property but like just just location is going to be the key, as well as the type of property. Like you don't want to be. Uh, we haven't seen great success with retail mm-hmm. in the current environment. Um, so retail shops have been a bridge real, road. Yeah, bridge yeah. Road, those types Chapel of assets are, are just not. You know, people aren't leasing out those spaces. But manufacturing, industrial, you know, where there's a big push from a higher level government point of view to bring manufacturing back into Australia and industrial, um, and they're building a whole range of um, like uh, centres, distribution centres out in like the west and the north. Is that where Coles and and, and yeah, where your Costco's, Costco's and, and they've. They've taken up massive, massive spaces, and there's a and there's a big shortage of mm. industrial land. So if you're buying, even if it's those, we've seen great little results in those little kind of factorettes, uh, you know, five hundred to a million, where really good returns. The tenants in there for a while. It's 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 a great alternative to to residential.
0: I had a client looking at a um I'd, I'd never seen it before, and this might be what you're referring to with the factorettes. Um, it was basically just somewhere he could park his truck because he puts. Uh, materials on the back of his truck, and he yeah. leaves it on the back of the truck overnight because okay. he's got to yeah. go first thing in the morning. Yeah. So he's buying a factory for two hundred grand. Yes. Out or just next to the Monash. Yes. And he basically means he can drive his car to the truck. It's already loaded. Yeah. He can go and start the job in the morning. And these these things are just side by side. There's about thirty of them in a row. Yeah. And they're all they're all you know cheap two hundred grand. And you can literally
1: fit one truck, and that's it. And it's got a roller door. Yeah, and and often they could even have just like a little office at the top a mezzanine, <coughs> yep. just a little mezzanine to if there's a little office there. So yeah, they could have it as storage. They could have it as warehouse. Yeah, um, type with a little office. And if you look at thirty factories in you know talk of, and, and either Monash or you're looking at an apartment block down the road, mm. I think I'd know what type of asset I'd I'd do it if I had the said, money. Yeah. And, just we, we need to probably profess and say this is not financial advice or property advice. This is only <laughs> 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 this is only what we've seen. And, and but yeah, like you look at those two different type of assets for that price point. Yeah, nine at nine to ten times people would consider commercial. Yeah, no,
0: definitely. I think it's a, a it's an awesome space, and it's it's good to see it evolve and become more in line with residential residential policies and residential approach to lending. Um, we'll, we'll see how that evolves, and like I said, it's it's, it's good to consider um, diversifying your portfolio and, and mm. trying to add some uh, different exposure with um, different risk assets.
1: Yep, agree.
0: Mate, that's good. Um, that's a good wrap up of the of the evolution of the commercial um, commercial property space. Um, I think with with everything going on with interest rates, especially, um, it's it's vitally important now that we that we. Keep a very clo- uh, close eye on things. Um, looking at your your overall risk, making sure you're, you're, you're two steps ahead with your thinking of what could happen in in uh, outcome A, B, C. Look at all all your different yeah um all your different possibilities and and where you're going with your investments and and just be be careful out there as uh, as things change a little bit in the in the 2022 financial year.
1: Yeah, agree. And yeah, just just factor in potential rate rises, but yeah, don't get Too caught up in it all because, as we've noticed three months ago to now, and then maybe in another three months, things can change. Definitely, definitely. Um, awesome, hope you enjoyed the episode uh,
0: brought to you by ratetracker.com.au and probably the most important time to ever get around Rate Tracker. Jump on the website and have a look uh, this 30-day interest rate tracking technology. will review your rate and compare it against the industry benchmark every 30 days without you having to worry about it. It'll only let you know if your rate ever creeps above the threshold. So important, um, keep an eye on your... Your bits and bobs, we hope you have a good week and we'll chat to you again soon. Thanks a lot.